Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. My name is coming to you live on this very special broadcast. We have with us two guests, the one and only Crypto Cowboy and the incomparable Jet Blake. Uh, these two guys are going to be getting into two different topics, but uh, you know we have Crypto on and then he's going to break down the markets and then Jet's going to get into some very, very important information. Uh, but first, Crypto Cowboy, uh, he's going to bring, he's, he's going to go into what's been happening specifically with the, especially the crypto markets, equity, I mean, everything's on fire right now, right, Crypto? Oh, yeah, burning down, burning down. Yep. So Cowboy's going to start breaking it down for us, and then uh, Jet Blake is going to get into some very, very important, mind-blowing uh, information. The only way Jet knows how to bring it, so get ready for that. So without further ado, welcome, gentlemen, and Cowboy, let's get into it. Let's What's going on in the markets? People are freaking out. Last week you were here saying, hey, this thing's going to drop off past 38, get into 36. We could possibly see in the, in, in the high 20s and possibly drop off into 23. You are on the money with that call, man. I mean, here's where we are. It's a bloodbath. We're sitting at 29.4 currently on coin market cap when it comes to BTC. Red all over, brother. Red all over. So let's start it, man. Well, sure. Actually, as you can see on my screen, what is red for everybody else is blue for me. So yeah. just a little sort of a uh, pro tip. Not to say I'm a pro. Technically, I am. That's what I do for a living. But uh, I actually don't use red and green because those are psychologically effective. So I use white and blue or whatever. I use other colors. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, apparently I was correct. I'm not always right. I tend to be early. Um Kind of like Gus said yesterday, same thing. I tend to see it coming, but uh, yeah, price went down. And uh, to make it really simple, uh, a lot of this is having to do with the equities market. Um, the uh, cryptos are a risk on assets still. That's what they have proven to be so far. doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. But there are a lot of people who are crypto enthusiasts who are like, hey, this is a hedge against inflation and and not saying that's not true, um, but a lot of people think it's going to act as a safe haven. But at this point, it is not. People are actually going to sell their Bitcoin, probably to get into cash, to cover what other trades they need to cover and or to have dry powder. So it is still risk on. And that means when the rest of the market dips, Bitcoin tends to dip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. Put your hand on my hip, right? <laughs> yeah, freak nasty. What's up? All right. So uh, we do have a couple of just... You know, uh, supports right here. Uh, I've got some technical areas where I believe price should go. 27.7 was one of them. We did break through that, although we're, yeah, we're still below that. And I think it's mm -hmm. going to continue. Everything I, I see says we're going to go to the low 20 range. You said 23. I, I think it could go as low as like, I think we could see a wick below 20. And quite frankly, there's something that's very different about the current market. Um, and we have never seen Bitcoin in an economic contraction. As yeah. of the moment, that's what we're seeing. Okay. Um, so basically what that means is the money has been 
just being, you know, shoved into the market by the Fed for, I don't know, the 10 years more. Yep, yep. Um, and Bitcoin has existed only in that environment. So we, we've been able to see Bitcoin have this real clean pattern, um, you know, going back to its inception, where every four years you have these peaks that coincide with what's called a halving. We're not going to get into that today. Um, but that was last year, that peak. So 68,000 was clearly the top. Um, and that happened in November. It tends to be at the end of the, of the year, it tends to be quarter four or whatever that cycle is. And if that were to continue, then what we probably would see is a crypto winter through like uh, until about this time next year is when we start to kind of get the beginning of the crypto spring. And that crypto spring means that you might see a, a mini peak or just a slow rise into the following year. And then 2024 is when you might see another rise again, and maybe 2025 is when you see the big run up. However, what is different is that retail, there's two different things. Retail was the primary driver prior to this cycle. Institutionals mm -hmm. have bought in. Now there seem to be <laughs> some of them widely selling that. Although, VJ, uh, I might invite you to talk about uh, DCG a little bit before we say, you know, the oh, yeah. institutionals are selling. Um, but uh, the other difference, of course, is the uh, economic contraction that we're seeing. So I think what will happen with Bitcoin and equities will be vastly dependent on the Fed. But V, can you um, go ahead and talk a little? I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's really important that people know DCG's role. And oh, yeah. what, what, we, what do you think they're doing? They are right now um, scaring the living crap out of... A lot. Look, there's a lot of family offices that have bought into crypto. They came in at 36. They came in at 38. Okay. Uh, some even came in at 42, 41. And they consolidated supply. Now they're dumping it, and they're literally creating a shock to the entire system. And this morning, around the office, around the boardrooms, around a handful of calls that I've done, it's pretty much all hands on deck in every one of these large institutional players. And they they are seeing exactly what you said, Crypto. We are seeing exactly what Cowboy said, a dip into 27, into 23, into 21, possibly into, lo into the low 20s, even below that. Okay, maybe 19 or 18 is a possibility. Again, possibility. Take it with a grain of salt, but it's a possibility this is what they're looking at. Now, the question is, why are they doing this? They're doing two things. They need to, for the layman investor, the investor who is a, a hobbyist, uh, an investor, or a crypto hodler who's just hodling crypto, what they want to do is they want to shake the confidence of the crypto market. And the best way to shake the confidence of the crypto market is to shake the very tree on which every other cryptocurrency is pegged to, and that is Bitcoin. They understand if they do some wash trading, and I've you know, repeatedly explained what wash trading is, and that's how they manipulate the price of Bitcoin. And if they can do that, they're, they're, they're causing the other coins to crash. Now, what's funny is you know, when these coins are crashing, these old coins... There's not a lot of people that are, you know, quickly, you know, tossing them up or getting out of them. But what is happening is that they're creating the fear and the FUD to make it look like, see, you guys need us large institutions. 
you guys need the government to come in and to regulate the market to create and to get to create a safe space and to get rid of the volatility. I need my safe spaces. Yes, exactly. I need my puppy dog, my Play-Doh. And, and, and your coloring book. And my coloring book, please. And, and some so, soy. And some, soy, yeah, and some soy lattes, correct. So that's what they're trying to do. Why? Because remember what I told you guys years ago. The goal for these large institutions is not for you to, you know, oh, my God, look at this example of wonderful free market capitalism. I can go ahead and buy Bitcoin. I could trade Bitcoin. I could trade cryptos. Everything's wonderful. No, no, no. They don't want you doing that. They want to sell you the crypto. That's why if you look at KYC AML procedures on any single American exchange, it is a nightmare, number one. Number two, there is massive limits on how much crypto you can buy, how much crypto you can liquidate without creating a massive taxable event. There's, I mean, go ahead. Go open up a Coinbase account. Go for it. And then try to put an order in for $50,000 and wait around three, four weeks, five weeks for that to occur. And during that three to five weeks, God knows where the price could go, up or down. You could be in a world of hurt, right? So they, they want to sell you the crypto. And they don't want to actually sell it to you. They want to sell you a facsimile. Listen, Goldman, all these guys are working on various crypto financial instruments, everything from ETFs to something that, that, that even, even financial instruments that can be thrown into a mutual fund, right? Because just like everything else in the stock market, and folks, if you take a stock certificate, you're not, you don't really own that either, right? You are just a beneficial owner. And what is the definition of a beneficial owner of a stock? of a stock receipt or a, or, or a stock certificate. The beneficial owner can have his rights of ownership relinquished at any time by the regulatory authorities or by the company that owns the stock. And who is the, who is the master that owns the majority of these stocks? Who underwrites that? Well, that's the D, that is the DTCC, the Depository Trust and Clearing Commission. And the DTCC is the underwriter of every single beneficial stock out there. They hold it. Okay, they're, they're the ones who have the master certificate. They want to do the same thing for cryptos in this country. Will they be successful? I don't know. Probably not. But that's not going to stop them from trying and making it very difficult. And what they're going to do is look how terrible Bitcoin's performing. Bitcoin, once again, is not performing like a hedge against inflation. Bitcoin, again, is 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 is, is cratering just like it cratered when the pandemic started in march of 2020 cratering the same way and this is the message they're doing why because while they do this they are buying up the supply and soon they'll take it so damn high that you won't be able to buy yourself back in case yeah, in we point, get high of your own supply right so case in point you know there was a time where you know there are certain like you know Gus and and and, and I we were talking about it where let's just say um, you know there's a particular watch I sold right I sold a particular watch uh, over a year ago and I sold it for a, a really good amount of money right but over the course of time that price on that watch has exponent exponent exponentially increased drastically. So even though I, I bought it at a great price and I sold it at a fantastic price, I can never buy that watch again. It's gone. I've been priced out of the market. Same thing is going to happen with Bitcoin. 
people are going to get priced out of the market. You might not get priced out at 20000 or 30000 but if you're a large family office that wants to compete against the big boys, you will be priced out at 85000 at 100000 at 200000 Now, there's a lot of doomsayers saying they're, they're going to kill Bitcoin. No, they're not. Bitcoin is very integral to their play. Why? They need to control the supply in order to give you financial derivatives that you buy, that they underwrite, that they financialize, and that they trade upon so they can make a ridiculous amount of money on the churning of these quote-unquote assets. Because why, why do they need to do that? Because they are yield-starved banks. All of them are zombie institutions. They are yield-starved. And what are yield-starved banks, what are they chasing? Yield. Is there yield in the dollar? Nope. Is there yield in the bond market? Nope. Is there yield in, in, in equities? Yeah, there's a little bit, but most of it is, is margin trading, stock buybacks, you know, uh, 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 insider trading, you know. But the greatest amount of, of yield that they can get right now that they're looking at are two markets, man. Number one is the crypto market, and number two is the commodities market. So get ready. This is a massive reshuffling, a massive reordering, and a massive consolidation. That's the take as of today, Thursday, May the 12th, Cowboy. Perfect. Well, in, I know we got Jet with us, so in the interest of time, I'm not going to take a look at a whole bunch of charts. Um, a lot of the news right now is around the uh, UST Terra. So it's a stable coin that lost its peg. Um, but I will do kind of a basic forecast. Um, I don't like forecasting macro. Uh, like macro tarts, but I do think the retracement, if it follows the same pattern that we've seen over the past 12 years of crypto, um, you know, the retracement should be pretty predictable. And, you know, yeah, they're, you know, they, they want to shake out the, the retail trader. And I think we're going to see something like this. You know, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, my, my Madden, bam, it's going to go this way. I'm Madden. Um, <laughs> So you will we'll kind of see like just a mosey down, maybe right around there. Um, so the bottom should be a little bit later. And I'll adjust this. And then just a trough. And then we'll see a little bit move up. And then a slow roll until the having year. And then, of course, we'll see wherever that next stop is. I'm not going to say it's 80,000. I'm just going to put an arrow up there for illustration purposes. But I do expect for the bottom to happen later this year, probably just by, you know, and this is so hard to predict. Everybody don't, like, this is not gospel. I'm going to say quarter four, the bottom. I think it's going to be a, a slow kind of move towards the bottom, or we're just going to have a hard, hard capitulation, and then uh, that bottom will just stay where it is for a while. Next year is going to be like a trough, like a crypto winter, um, you know, January, February, all through the first quarter. And then, like, it might peak back up a little bit. Um, you know, a lot can happen in that, you know, it might be a hard peak up, might be a small peak up, and then just a slow roll back into the next happen. So that, that's kind of what I expect. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me to see, like, a, a panic sell down even deeper, where I think, I think we're at a key point in crypto where, they may want to crush the price a lot harder than we've ever seen it. Um, so that's that. That's what I, all I care to say about Bitcoin. We'll ignore the charts for now, except for the UST. So I'm going to go ahead and share this chart. 
Um, a lot of people are freaking out, freaking out because Tether went ahead and had a, a little bit of a dip. Now, a lot of people are new to crypto. I've been in the game since, what, 2017? That's, you know, by today's standards, I'm a veteran. Um, you know, that's five years in crypto. One thing that happened back then a couple of times is we, we saw Tether, not Terra, but we saw Tether have way, way bigger moves down than what we just saw today, which is like a 5% move. Terra, on the other hand, uh, we saw like a 75% move down. Um, so what a stable coin is for anybody who doesn't understand is these are coins that are pegged to the dollar. Terra is an algorithmically uh, uh, pegged to the dollar coin, right? So it's not like it's necessarily backed in the same way that Tether is. Tether is backed by uh, dollars and other instruments to, you know, its market cap is supposedly intact. We actually have never seen it. There's been a lot of talk around that. We're not going to go there today. But just take a look at this orange line, that little tiny dip right back to normal. It's like in one day. Okay, everybody's freaking out, thinking, oh, Tether's going to die. Like, I have been in this game a long time. There's Tether FUD every, like, year or two, um, and they've always come back. I mean, it's it's pretty stable. Not to say it's always going to be, but Terra's another story. And there's a lot of speculation out there as to what happened to Terra. Somebody was talking about, you know, and I even got excited and posted something about Gemini loaning, you know, BlackRock some <laughs> BlackRock and Citadel, 100 Bitcoin, and, it came from somebody I kind of trusted. The Bellas is like, hey, you might want to make sure that's legit before you post it. You know, and so I went ahead and looked around and, and uh, within like an hour, Gemini denied the affair. So we don't really know exactly what happened and we probably won't for a while or maybe ever. But I, I'm not going to touch Terra or Luna. I would not touch it with a 20-foot cattle prod. Um, that's just my opinion. And again, none of what we say is financial advice to your own research before you risk your money on the markets and, you know, consult a professional and don't do anything I say and all that sort of thing. Um, so, that. you know, that's, I mean, that's basically that. I had, there's, there's an article about it on Zero Hedge. I'm not even going to take the time to look at that. Um, I did want to cover one basic item in kind of traditional finance, and, and it does apply to, uh, uh, it does apply to crypto because of what we talked about earlier with crypto being pegged more or less, uh, you know, correlated, let's just say, to the traditional market. What we're looking at here is the VIX, right? The VIX is this kind of, you see this orange line is the S&P. And the S&P, we all know what the S&P 500 is, most of us do. It's an index of equities, scattered and poor. Um, and basically, we have these, like, this COVID dump, the 2020 COVID dump that happened. The VIX skyrocketed, and then the VIX is actually a measure of volatility, yeah. right? So when you have a heavy, heavy, hard, fast move, the VIX is going to pop up really hard. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and just go with the Investopedia because it's such a great basic resource. Um, so the VIX is a real-time index that represents the market's expectations for the relative strength of near-term price changes of the S&P 500. Okay, near-term price changes, strength of near-term price changes. So if price moves up or down in a very heavy way, that's a very strong, relative strong near-term price change. And the VIX measures that strength. Because it is derived, back to the reading, because it is derived from the prices of SPX, which are index options, uh, near-term expiration dates, it generates a 30-day forward projection of volatility. So the VIX essentially tells a 30-day projection of how strong the moves will be. So it's a little bit of a feature teller. It's great. Um, 
for that. And what's interesting right now is that, okay, so the COVID flash, right? Uh, back to this uh, chart where my mouse is right now, this COVID crash, it was about a five week nasty move. 42, I'm sorry, uh, the SPY went from about 3,400 all the way down to 2,200. It took five weeks, which is really quick. That's a very fast move for that much, you know, for that much of a change. Now, the VIX went ahead and just really, really skyrocketed hard on that. There's a lot of uncertainty at that time, you know, things like that. What's, and, you know, you can see the, also here in, uh, in 2018, the taper tantrum, I believe. Uh, so from the 17th of September-ish uh, through the end of the year, there was a pretty strong move up VIX, down SPY, right? But what's interesting is that we're seeing a decent move down on the S&P starting in, uh, at the end of the year last year when I got out of equities. <laughs> um, and it went down, and it's still going down. There's a lot of news about it. We're hearing things about, oh, it's this, all oh, the worst since uh, whatever, the worst since the depression. Look, I'm going to just draw some lines. This is the COVID crash. I'm going to make this line a little more visible. I want everybody to calm down. This is what this is about. This is remaining calm. This is remaining pragmatic. Do we see this line? Because uh, I didn't draw it right. Hold on. Let's move this line to where it needs to be. Okay, this yellow line represents how quickly and hard that crash happened. One thing it doesn't show is the volume uh, in the S&P. We're not looking at that right now. And I actually, I probably should add that because that's actually important. It takes me just a second. Volume, volume, volume. Okay, hopefully that shows. Sometimes the volume doesn't show in the DEXs. Not showing. All right, anyway, so the next line I will draw is the current dip. And one thing I want to look at is the slope. Okay, I'm not going to do the math, but the slope is pretty gentle compared to this. And there's just a lot less uncertainty. And the key thing to look at, and I'm going to redraw this line, is the VIX. The key thing to look at is the VIX itself, these blue and white charts, right? The VIX had this massive, massive move up, the COVID crash. And look at this little move up on the VIX. It doesn't even seem to be moving out of the ordinary at all so what that tells me is that the implied volatility the at least the 30-day snapshot of what's coming is pretty mellow it doesn't look like we're going to see some kind of a crazy hard crash at least according to the vix so that's all i really wanted to cover the last thing all i wanted to share is a tool for people who are trading bitcoin this is called the uh, the kingfisher.io VJ is going to share somewhere a referral link to this. It's yeah, I put free. it on the uh, the description. Hopefully it's there. If it's not there, just come in the Discord. I've posted it in the cryptocurrency room. Hit me up yep. privately. It's free. You just spin a wheel. It gives you credits, right? You can pay if you want to. Um, so this is a little more complex. I won't really talk about this right now. This is, the, this is actually um, looking at uh, the Greeks' um, implied volatility, it does say that as volatility increases, price is pretty well supported in the 20s, right? So 20K is right now even pretty solid. But where price starts to head up into the 30s and 40s, that's not there, – there's going to be a lot of volatility there. But as that volatility increases, price would be pretty well supported. So that does say that in the long term, those are some pretty well supported areas. But the most important and easy to use and quick to explain tool is this BTC – 
this uh, liquidation maps, okay? So I'm just going to pull a liquidation map. And the way liquidation works is when people are using leveraged exchanges, they have a point where their trade's going to either liquidate or stop out. And those liquidations are where price tends to go because the market makers make a lot of money by going to those areas. Right now, a lot of people are short on Bitcoin, as you can see, around that 30, 29 area. So when the trend actually starts to go up, chances are it's going to go up through these liquidation nodes around 30,000 and then probably start going back down as long as the trend is still negative. Yeah. If Now, if the trend continues to be negative, the next node it's going to hit is probably 26,000. And then you have another peak right here at about 24,000. And you have another peak right here at about 21,000, which literally matches my maps that are not based on this. So, and, and this can be done on uh, what? Binance, Bybit, FTX, and Deribit. Those are the exchanges from where the data is pulled. And if you look at the assets, you can take these maps for Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, uh, Ripple, EOS, L I mean, like anything. I, I'm scrolling down. There's probably 100, at least 50 in here. Um, so again, that's uh, alpha.kingfish.io. If you have any questions, hit me up in Discord. I can explain it all to you. Very well said, Cowboy. Very well said. And now, uh, Jet. I'm here. Jet. Perfect. Jet, lots going on. Crypto gave us the financial aspects of what's been going on. It's been an absolute bloodbath in equities and cryptos and commodities. It's like they're literally, you know, strangling the baby in the cradle over here. Um, and so, with that being said, Jet, where are we? Where, what's going on? What's going on in the astral, metaphysical, spiritual sense of it? Well, uh, one quick question. How much time do you do you have so I know how to tailor what I can bring up, what I have my time allowance, and what I will have? Yeah, to... well, let's go for thirty-five minutes. Okay, so I'm going to have to do the uh, quick versions, extremely yeah. quick version. Uh, and, and I can have you back on on Tuesday morning as well. Okay. Uh, to transition from what Crypto Cowboy just said. I, I hate to say it, but we're going to have an earth crash. Mm -hmm. Like he's mentioning, as far as you, you were very eloquent in the reallocation, the consolidation. We're having a consolidation and a reset uh, as far as our planets and, and the solar system. Mm -hmm. I know this might sound uh, shocking, but according to field theory, which I'm a proponent of, not taught in academia atomic theory is but in field theory in this electromagnetic universe this holographic universe that we exist in it runs on algorithms it's no different than what crypto cowboy does in his analysis we've discovered these algorithms years and years ago with a group of physicists that i associate with and there's solar system dynamics uh, solar system harmonics uh, when I got taken off YouTube, I started my own uh, radioactive banana channel on Odyssey. And I, I did a video a few days ago illustrating this. And with this uh, share screen that you allow me to do, I can do a, a brief version, but we can discuss more on Tuesday. What yes. am I about to say? And I apologize at first. Don't kill the messenger. I don't mean to dampen everyone's day and scare the bejeebies out of everyone, but the information is scary. There's no way around it. And I have two choices. 
keep my mouth shut and the other scientists, or we try to share this to those that don't have their head in the sand and want to know what's really going on with our planet Earth and with the dynamics of, of field theory. It's a different world, V, than the plastic and leather world that we're so mm -hmm. familiar with. Yeah. And I think in your platform, you've been willing to go to these outer limits and uh, be bold enough to want to hear this. Most people won't. It's uh, We are shut down constantly, including right. um, deplatformed. <laughs> so if I... Share my screen now. Yeah. Should I click on that? Yeah, okay. good. Let's do okay. it. Okay, we'll do this here. Just don't enable the audio, so we don't get any reverb. Perfect. Right, I did not uh, do the audio, so perfect. Good. Should be no oh. Okay, this is a very interesting uh, software. Kudos to the group that developed this uh, Solar System Scope. You might have seen it before. It's mm. free. Uh, this this version is free. So what I'm going to show is in uh, real time, this is today's date in May. And we have, let me back this out a little bit. This is super sensitive. This is our... Uh, solar system mapping let me go back to Here we are in the month of May. Yeah. So I'll position this where Mars is right here this month of May. Here's Earth, uh, Venus, and, and Mercury. What's happened is there's an electromagnetic emitter. It seems that calculations were discovered in the early 1980s by... Uh, government's militaries. As computers got more advanced and the software, they were able to do uh, calculations and they knew that there is an inbound electromagnetic emitter. I don't have enough time to mm -hmm. get in uh, exactly what this is, but uh, it exists. It's not large at all. It does not have to be, according to field theory. And it's not detected by normal scientific instruments so it can be referred to as stealth mode it cannot be detected in infrared radio x-ray or any other um, means of uh, telescopes or detection so it's a stealth electromagnetic emitter what it emits is it's far left of the electromagnetic spectrum it's a different uh, frequency emitter than our sun but it's always been part of our solar system but it's inbound. They uh, mathematically detected that this was inbound in the early 80s. So government programs, especially the military, started to prepare for what they know is coming 
to planet Earth. It's also affecting the other inner planets. It affects Mars, Venus, Mercury, to a lesser extent, your larger planets, such as uh, Jupiter and Saturn. This electromagnetic, electromagnetic emitter has come in southbound from our the ecliptic of our solar system. So can you see my cursor here? Yes. Okay, it's been inbound. It came in from this vector as, I, as I'm moving my mouse. This electromagnetic emitter currently is located right here where the M is in Mars. I'm pointing to it with the cursor. Mm -hmm. It made electromagnetic portal connection December, Christmas Day, 2004. Does anyone remember what happened December 25th, 2004? December 25th, 2004. No, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, that was the uh, probably the world's uh, highest fatality natural disaster in human history. December 24th, 2004? Yeah, that's when a tsunami hit Indonesia. Oh, right. The great tsunami. Over yes. 300,000. Okay. So the reason why yes. that's important Stop is there. that was massive. The reason why that's important is it um, it got into the outer limits of our solar system, and it got close enough to make an umbilical cord, an electrical grounding connection to Earth, December two thousand four, and that connection was placed and still is in the Indonesia area. That's basically where the electromagnetic corridor or cable, umbilical cord, is connected. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening is uh, this anomaly passes through our solar system in between Earth's and Mars' orbit. It always has. Right. So right now we're at a position where when it reaches its perihelion, that's when it, uh, the solar system harmonics, it has a, an opposite charge than our sun. So our, our sun has a uh, south pole, if, if we're just to use simplified terms like a magnet, south pole, this is the north pole, celestial body. It's part of our solar system. Most solar systems, 97% have this. This uh, anomaly is reaching its perihelion. It ejects out of our solar system between Earth and Mars orbit. Uh, when that happens, there's turmoil, especially between Mars and Earth, because that's the two closest planets in this orbital path. I, I don't, V, I just don't know quite how to to say this this information has been known since the early 80s and has been mm -hmm. kept from the global population one of the reasons is there's nothing that really can be done about this this uh, event happened um between 4651 years ago and it terraformed the earth the last time this had come by, the Earth did not have its tilt, and it had an upper atmospheric canopy of water. 
So the earth basically had a greenhouse effect. When this anomaly went through its perihelion and ejected out of our solar system, it tilted the earth to where it remained today and it broke that water canopy. Well, there's ancient records that refer to that uh, as the flood account. There's a lot of historical references and cultures about the, the flood. That's exactly what happened. It also pressurized the interior of the earth. So not only when the water canopy was broken and uh, all that water came down, the aquifers and underground waterways, uh, rivers and seas were pressurized and water shot up. So you had water coming up through the ground and then the upper atmospheric canopy coming down. That changed the topography of the earth. We are gonna have a major topography change of the earth very, very soon. So preparations have been made for this and this uh, event, which is uh, predictable, it's mathematical, it's also historical. This event is being leveraged by those that have this information to reconfigure society and the dynamics of earth after this event. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, it, get, it gets very detailed of what's going on. When you hear about global warming or climate change, it's, it's not what you think. Uh, this is a major organized uh, alphabet agency, PSYOP, to explain what's been happening to Earth. Same thing with Mars. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, they have a side story to distract as to why we're having severe weather patterns and earthquake and volcanic activity on the Earth. It has nothing to do with SUVs and global warming. It has little to do with weather weapons. We know they have the technology to uh, energize hurricanes, de-energize hurricanes, typhoons, cyclones, or steer them. Sure, they've had that technology in the 70s where they've had a uh, weather weapon treaty among uh, eight major nations. But that's not what's causing what we're seeing. The Earth and Mars is responding because this electromagnetic emitter uh, e emits far left of the electromagnetic spectrum. So it's far left to the radio waves. We don't have any instruments to detect this. Well, how do you know it's present? You have to look at the testimony given by the interior planets. That's the only way to calculate and observe what is happening. The Earth, since we live here, focused that more on Mars. Mars is somewhat irrelevant, only gives us a clue as to where this electromagnetic emitter, what regions it's located and how close in between the two planets' uh, orbit paths. The Earth has been absorbing this long wave energy since December 2004. That energy is heating up the core, which is heating up the magma closest to the core that is being pressurized and expanding all these ancient magma corridors have now been pressurized that have been dormant for 4600 years they are now pressurized that magma is expanding and rising 
and it's displacing the thinner magma that our continents float on hmm. all the, all the major land masses so we're at a critical point now where the earth is fully pressurized internally it's heating up the oceans the earth is having great difficulty maintaining temperature equilibrium hmm. the ocean currents uh, which are uh, veins like the human body which are used for food, nutrient production, and temperature control, as well, as well as water vapor, all is unstable. The planet is acting schizophrenic because it cannot help it due to the electromagnetic energy that the stealth emitter has been e emitting. Mm -hmm. Th this is causing, uh, in historical past, as well, this is causing major um, crop interruption. So in ancient texts, when it talked about a, a great reset, it talked about famines and pestilences coming. Th this is information, uh, let's say off-planet information, where uh, <laughs> you, you, you have observers who had been there before and know how the earth behaves when this electromagnetic emitter interacts with our solar system. It's not always the same either because of solar system harmonics. When this electromagnetic emitter finally ejects out of our solar system, how it affects the earth is not the same every 46 to 5,100 years. This electromagnetic emitter does not have a consistent stable orbit it, it accelerates and slows up it's not like any other anomaly because it interacts with the sun and in the different polarities so depending on where earth is located and jupiter are the two main celestial um, alignments that determine does this electromagnetic emitter come and exit our solar system with very nominal effects on earth or it's basically a non-event because we're talking about a, a 20 to 25 year period inbound and outbound. And then it reaches its intensity, which we're seeing right now. And we will in the next few years to come. And this is where the bad news is coming. This particular aspect is going to be every bit as intense as the one I mentioned over 4,600 years ago that the ancient legends and historical events talk about the flood. That's why there's certain behaviors of underground facilities, geopolitical events, financial events that you cover so well, and your expert guests, Crypto Cowboy and all the others, you're, you're very spot on and, and you have it really narrowed in. I'm telling you from a scientist in field theory, this information is not out. There's another more important dynamic that's going on that makes completely irrelevant financial systems or real estate or commodities. This is an event where very few people will survive just through the physical mechanics of planet earth. Hmm. So here's what's here's, uh, l let me, let me show you. Yeah. This, this is uh, May 18th, mm -hmm. uh, which is, couple days from now I, I don't have my mouse i just have this pad so it's hard to go this software is so sensitive watch what happens 
Now, remember, this electromagnetic emitter is basically where the M is located in Mars, if you can see that on, on your end. Okay. I don't know yeah. how big the screen is. So, so right now, Mars is closest to this electromagnetic emitter. Are you aware of what happened last week? Last week. With Mars. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, NASA had put some censoring uh, robots on Mars in some of their missions uh, several years ago. One is that they have a uh, uh, seismic monitors on the InSight lander. Mars had its largest earthquake in the planet's history last week. It's right on top of this electromagnetic emitter. It's in between Earth and Mars orbit, but it's closer to Mars at this point. Yeah. So right now, Mars uh, is having major effects because it's right on top of this electromagnetic emitter. We're talking a celestial body that's perhaps no larger than Philadelphia and its metropolitan area. This mm -hmm. is not a planet. It's not a planet. So don't think it's a large planet that it's going to bump into a Earth or Mars or it's detectable. It's not. No one understands field theory, unfortunately, and that's because they keep the population ignorant. As we approach, see where Mars is now? Yeah. So if I move Earth, we're going to be real close to it June and July. So you're going to see... Uh, earthquake and volcanic activity intensified just like Mars had its largest earthquake last week in its history. Here's the problem. If I fast forward, next year yeah this electromagnetic emitter came in hot on the southern ecliptic of our solar system and it really put on the brakes because it has an opposite charge to our sun now Jeff, real quick this electromagnetic emitter where is it coming from what does it look like is it a uh is it something that's visible to the naked eye can we see it with a no you can't see it it's can't it's, see it okay it's invisible it's in physics it's referred to as a, it's a black star so um, yeah Jet, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to jump in on that because it, you know I'm, I'm sort of picking up on how that's not visible to the eye and to relate this back to what I do, I actually create algorithms. I've created a number of trading algorithms. Now, I don't pay attention that much to, say, the fundamentals of a crypto, or actually, I trade a lot of currencies. I, I, I really don't pay that much attention to it. But And even to the price itself, sure, I need to know what the price is, but I actually use indicators that get their data from price. So I technically could trade without even looking at price. Now, you said that you're using algorithms to detect this dark sun or whatever you've called it. Would you be able to discuss a little bit how what those algorithms are, what they're made of? Are they mathematical? What are they what energies are they based on? Yes, they're 
uh, I'll do that. That's that's why that this is so complicated, guys. This is an advantage. V only has so much time on his shows. It's hard for him to get me on. When I'm on, there's anomalies, his software crashes and everything. This information is, we're being stopped, our scientific community, from trying to get to the public. I don't mm-hmm. think I can reach Joe Sixpack anyway. They're not interested in this. Right. Yeah. So next is, time, and, and Jet, if you're on next time, I'm just going to shut up because if it's you know if it's really hard to get your data out there, we need to give you that time. So yeah. you know, please go ahead. Look, I'm 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 telling you, this is not good news at all. Next year, the Black Star is is very uh, slow. It's almost come. Uh, it's, it's putting on its brakes hard because of the opposite charge by design of our sun. It's a North Pole. Our sun's a South Pole. It's parked right here. Next year, when we go by, Mars ain't there to absorb the electromagnetic energy like I got hit hard last week. There's nothing but Earth coming around this time next year. It's going to receive the full brunt of the electromagnetic output. And Jupiter's out of position. Jupiter has been protecting the Earth for the last nine years, absorbing quite a bit of the shock. It has orbited out now. Hmm. You will, we will not recognize planet Earth in the next four to five years. I am not kidding. This, this, that's why they are stopping us from getting this. The important thing is, it, it would it would create great panic. That's not going to do any good either. Yeah, let me ask you. Let me. There's ask only you this. a few places on planet Earth where the continental crust is thick enough that will be stable. There's not many places. They know where they are. They're already located there, guys. Where are they? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was going to be my next question. Where are these places? Where would be a good place to go to when this occurs? You already need to be there. I moved there years ago. Let me let me let me do this. Let me stop. Yeah. I, did I stop sharing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stopped sharing. Let me try to find this because... Uh, I hate to do this because it it just it'll scare the bejeebies out of everyone. Most people are going, "This guy's an idiot. Get him off." There's no, <laughs> no, no, they, no. You know me, but your listening audience they they yeah. don't know. No, no, like no. You're you're one of uh, one of uh, one of the most highly requested uh, guests that we have on. I'm I mean, just doing it to try to give. What else am I to do? I'm trying to warn humanity and give everyone a heads up. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what else to do. Let, let me just share this um, with you. That's why we're going to need a... Um, I was going to have a shot in the dark and say wherever that location is would have to be away from the edge of a tectonic plate. Can you see this? Yeah, yeah, I, I could say. Let me let me pull it up. Hold on, give me one second. My mouse. There we go. All right, there we go. Yep. Okay, most of Europe is gone. I hate to say that. Oh, okay. This is the reminds me of the naval map from the, a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, if you look up at the naval map, uh, is this from the tectonic shift where the lava opens up these deep water, uh, deep earth aquifers and? 
and things get flooded again? Yeah. So what happens is when you see like South America and the Western coast of Africa messing, uh, that that landmass simply gets covered by ocean because it sinks below ocean. And new new land masses will uh, appear. Yeah. So one, one of the safest spots in the United States, for example. Oops. Is. It's an ancient. It, it, it's a very old mountain range. It's the Ozark mountain range. Yeah. And it goes from Missouri through Arkansas. And the U.S. military, there's a triangle, and the this, this safest spot is the Ozark Mountains. So it's western Missouri, northern Texas, and east of the Rockies, Denver area. That's, right. that's where NORAD, and that's where all the underground bases are located. Hmm. That's the most stable, thickest spot of the North Continental Shelf. By far. Hmm. The West Coast is too unstable. You'll have from Vancouver to Baja, Mexico is highly unstable and will uh, break away and be below sea level. And this, uh, this, this will happen in, within seven days. It's very how quick. You, event. How about the mountain uh, area, say, you know, Utah, Idaho, all that area? No. That's highly compromised. It's unstable. And then you have Yellowstone to deal with. Yellowstone is an ancient supervolcano that's that's active and, and will uh, reignite. You don't want to be anywhere near Yellowstone. Yeah, you, have, you have a lot of seismologists that have been saying that Yellowstone is not going to uh, erupt, that it's not going to happen, that supervolcano will not go off. And, yeah. uh, what else are they supposed to say? What, what do you think their orders are? Yeah. Well, then, if there's a, a major disturbance, that whatever they're basing that on is not going to exist anymore. Right. Well, there goes my beachfront property plans, Jet. Well, actually, <laughs> where, where you are could end up being beachfront. <laughs> it could be beachfront, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm uh, South Africa's looking pretty good, man. <laughs> so what, what I want to do uh, is real quickly, if I... Stop sharing. You see this? Yeah. Crypto Cowboy? Yes. I don't know how. Okay. Yeah, we can see it. I, I do see that. I was on mute. Okay. Here's the, here's the algorithms that the physicists that we've used for years. This is used for advanced weather and climate change calculations. This is given to uh, governments, departments of defense, and agriculture. Mm -hmm. This is highly classified document, so everyone's probably taking a picture of it right now, and I don't care. I uh, not under any non-disclosure agreement, so legally, there's nothing they can do to me. Yeah. The reason why this is important is right here. See where my finger is pointed. Yes. Yes. See, this kind of looks like your crypto charts, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, right here where I'm pointing 
is eighteen forty eight. Okay. Eighteen forty eight. You know what happened in eighteen forty eight? A massive earthquake in in uh, the in the southwestern America. Yes, but also in eighteen forty eight. Niagara Falls completely froze over. First right. time in history. Right. 100% frozen over. 1848. We're in a cycle. We reached the global warming peak right here in 2006, El Nino. Yeah. We're in a period we're in a period of global cooling. In year 2100 right here it will be so cold in the northern hemisphere that the Gulf of Mexico will be frozen three miles along the coast of what's today called New Orleans, Mobile, Alabama, yeah, and Florida. We're heading down to global cooling. This is because of the solar system harmonics, where our solar system is in relation to the Milky Way galaxy. Hmm. Wow, that's a pretty, yeah, that's a really broad, uh, how do I say that? <laughs> um, that's a higher order of magnitude for sure. This right? is extreme, extremely yeah. high order. So <laughs> what what we have going you on. You know, here's another thing. Yeah, we have CJ in the uh, in the chat as well, and he hit, the, he hit the marker over here. Antarctica was 90 degrees above normal temperatures for three days, last three days in, in, in March. Like this, this, this month, Antarctica is significantly hotter. Oh shit! Hey, Jed, sorry oh. about that. Oh, I was going to say that Antarctica has been significantly hotter. So you know, Jet, we're looking at we're looking at this time next year, crossing through that energy in the solar system, and then there's that, and then there is a long cooling trend, and we seem to be going right through that median right now like we're we're right in the middle of warm and cold so how do those two things figure into you know our future the the next year the disturbance and then the cooling trend how do you put those together okay so here's let me go back to this Let me go back to this. Um, next year is going to be horrific. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, do the best that you can. Most of you, I know you're not going to be able to relocate from the East Coast and West Coast and so forth, and that's that's unfortunate. Uh, I had this information years ago, and I moved accordingly. I tried to share it with everyone. No one paid attention. Only a few family members. It's just it's human nature. Food is going to be very difficult to get in the years to come. Extreme crop failure is happening everywhere because Earth cannot maintain equilibrium. It's heating up from the inside due to this black star. It's an electromagnetic emitter. Uh, food's going to be, so we're going to have famine, especially northern hemisphere fam, uh, famine. Northern hemisphere, unfortunately, produces most of the grains and produce anyway but um the the other uh, aspect is 
when this black star ejects out of our solar system, it steals the electromagnetic output from our sun for three to four days. When it does that, it develops a magnetic charge where it accelerates and shoots out of our solar system. Have you ever been in an amusement park or one of those roller coasters? Uh, you sit parked and then it, it just sh shoots you straight up. Um, and then you come down, I, I think they call it the uh, Mr. Freeze yeah. at six legs. That's what's right. happening to this black star. During that period that it's absorbing all the electromagnetic energy from our sun and then ejects out and in a very high rate of speed, we won't be able to see the sun for many days from Earth's surface. It'll be as if our sun went dark. That's mm -hmm. because the electromagnetic energy that normally hits planet Earth and what we call visible light is this electromagnetic energy that's diffused through gross matter, the gases in our atmosphere, that electromagnetic energy gets turned it's curved like a hockey stick over to this black star for three to four days. And then it jettisons out. Yeah. We won't be able to see the sun for three to four days for three to four days. That that's, biblical. that's, that's biblical. The ancient texts have talked about this because the events happened once before and it was recorded. Now it's, uh, there's, there's so much to talk about. Uh, the next time you have me, and I, I swear, I tell you, it's not going to be easy. Things are going to happen where software issues. and I'm So the black star is known as a neutron star. Is that the same thing? Uh, no, it's different. Okay. Is, it a, is it a physical star or is it a group of energy? Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a star, but it's a very dense star, but it's inverted. Yeah, so, so it's not giving out light, it's sucking it in. No, it doesn't give out the same electromagnetic spectrum as our sun. Mm -hmm. That's that's why you, you can't see it. In 332, I'll, let me share this. In 332 BCE, Alexander the Great was in his prime. He took over from Philip II, his father, at age 20. Alexander the Great, the Grecian Empire, he would go in seven to one odds against them, and he would uh, have victory. Yeah. The reason why I bring this up is when he was in Babylon and he had a great uh, victory, he was shown by a secret fraternity. He was shown these ancient texts in 332 BCE, these secret libraries. Mm. And he was there for a couple of weeks. And they filled him in on these ancient texts, these ancient texts not only predict this, but they give clues to the algorithms that we're able to use. This is absolutely real. There's a whole nother world out there that people aren't aware of. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to give a heads up because when this happens, um, the population will be greatly, greatly reduced. Sure. And then we go into a period of 170 years of cooling. M most of the hum humanity at that point, for the next 180 years from today, and we're talking with the next three or four years, this earth is not going to look like it does today. Most of mankind will be living whatever landmasses and some new landmasses will appear 
but near the equator, probably no more than 17 degrees north and south of the equator. Mm. Then as the Earth slowly starts to warm up again, based on our solar system's position, in reference to the center of the Milky Way galaxy, then Earth will uh, be able to grow in population again and expand to northern and southern regions of the hemisphere like we take for granted today. So I, you tell me how to uh, prepare for this. You, you can't have enough guns and bullets. I keep trying to... It's like that. I don't know what the movie is. I, I didn't have a chance to look it up. Some of you might know. There's a movie that Woody Harrelson was in, and it was one of those doomsday apocalyptic Hollywood movies. Mm. And he, he played, I don't know if he played like a mad scientist or whatever, but he had this radio hookup, and he was on this mountain broadcasting about the end, end coming. There's, there's... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's 2012. Oh, is that the name of it? No, no, yeah. no, no. I think 2012 is the one where the, uh, that was in New York with Jake Gyllenhaal. No, right. No, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, what I forgot what it was called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's with uh, one of the Cusack brothers, I think it was, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. The, so uh, you get to a point where you're viewed like that crazy character in in the movie. Well, yeah. obviously he was spot on. And then he, towards the end of the movie, he's broadcasting it live, and he goes down with the ship. So that's there are there will be survivors uh, in this this event. But but not many. So how, how you survive for this isn't necessarily money and uh, guns and bullets, but but it's also uh, being connected in a, a spiritual awareness has a lot to do with that. And that, that's a whole nother topic in itself. And there's a lot of opinions and some people get very angry and emotional. It's not an easy topic to discuss, but I what, yeah, what, let, let, let me ask you this. Science and the, the go ahead. Osiris. Isn't Osiris a black star in the ancient texts, in various occults? Oh yes, within the, yes. Within the esoteric, right? Yes. yes. Interesting. And we know that the the symbol of Osiris is is the pentagram. Yeah. So what what happens? Uh, oh my gosh! I I don't want to freak everyone out. This is this is so advanced. Here's here uh, bottom line. Here's what's happening, and we go into detail on, on next week. I don't know. You have to tell me. Yeah, we got to bring you back on. Let's say Tuesday because we're uh, we're about we got maybe about another a minute or so left. Hey, real quick, bring, uh, yeah, got yeah, that correction. That, that actually was 2012. My bad. It was. Um, yeah. So yeah, so, everybody in the chat is just freaking out. It's 2012. Like, okay, guys. What 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 they're doing is there's corporations, military components. They know what we know. They're not sharing it with you guys. They know a limited population. The Earth's going to be terraformed. They know they got the same. They know the cooling for 180 years and then the gradual warm up. This W head and shoulders W pattern. They have a plan on this long term survival in humanity. And as mm -hmm. George Carlin says, you and I ain't in it. Yeah, it's a big club. And you you ain't ain't in it. It. We're not in it. So what they do is they got everyone with distracted with uh, whatever uh, Johnny Depp and his ex ex wife or uh, Roe versus Wade or the economy or Ford versus Chevy. All this bickering back and forth so that this information can't sink in and people they 
they're going to leverage this event to their advantage and they don't want Joe six pack or the common people who are not in the big club to, to survive this. I'm not of that group. We, we fight that group. There's, there's a spiritual warfare going on. A lot of it is under uh, scientific knowledge and solar system dynamics. Yeah. Joe Rogan's not going to cover this. He's not allowed to the, 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 the system engineers control what the topics and what the narrative is. Just a, a little bit of constructive end of this, so we're not left with a nice fat breakfast full of doom porn. Um, one way to survive this kind of event, because one thing we can kind of take some solace in is that the cooling period would be 170 years. So it isn't like you're going to wake up tomorrow and an iceberg floats through your yard. Right, right. right. So, you know, no, what no. Will happen, you, you will have time to make your way south if you are north and everybody, or, or north if you're south, you know, towards the equator, if you will. So, you know, okay, you keep that in mind. In the meantime, you know, people survive in very cold environments now. It isn't like you have to live by the equator, right? So, you know, one thing that people do are these, uh, these greenhouses, and they're covered. I'm not going to get too far into it. Maybe it's for another show. But they use geothermal to heat, to heat these greenhouses. They put a pipe underground, very cheap fan. Greenhouse reflects the sun. they got people growing oranges in 20-degree, negative 20-degree weather. Yeah, there's okay. a, lot of, a lot of options there. Right. So here's what I did. I've developed technology with these other scientists. If you go to mdairenviropure.com, uh -huh. mdairenviropure.com, that's one of my distributors. That website has technologies that I've invented. And, and I've been stonewalled. Man, V, wait till I tell you what happened to the uh, National Science Foundation, the uh -huh. U.S. Patent Office. There's a war going on. They are crushing us scientists. We have technologies for a long-term growing, indoor greenhouse growing, because we know the temperatures are going to be cooling for 180 years. Uh, it's doable. We can do this. We need to get our gut biome uh, accustomed to cold vegetable seasons, cabbage, right? Yeah. Other cold, cold. Winter weeks. This earth was created to be able to sustain life even during these cold periods where we're based in the solar system in the Milky Way galaxy. So, yes, you, you move, but you don't have to pack up and move today. First of all, these cold temperatures are year 2100. I wouldn't be around. But in the meantime, uh, we can grow uh, in greenhouses. They are uh, also that what's going to be added on to this is the uh, This 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 is the engineered structured water uh, that benefits all organic cells. We saw that this was coming. The major group with corporations and the military have gone underground. They, they want mass casualties. They have a new governance and a new economic system. Cryptocurrencies are involved in that with AI after this terraform. We are connected to nature, not AI. We're not part of the central banking system. We're trying to warn people, and there's a way to survive this outside their network. And they, they kill us by not letting the information. They kill us by removing patents that were already issued to us. They deny us grant money. There is a war going on. And mm. most of you guys don't know about it. Mm. I am pissed. Mm. Can you tell? Yeah. It's a war. And you're in it. Yep, we're in it. Absolutely. Well, a lot of people are, uh, we're talking billions of people dying. And I just, I'm not going to sit back here and, and take it lightly. 
Oh, it makes a lot of sense with what's going on economically, especially with the, what's ahead. Look, 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 look at the United States, V. And I, I know you got to go. If you you want me back, I know you're busy. Yeah, yeah Tuesday. But look, why have they allowed the United States electrical grid to deteriorate for the last fifty years? And they yeah, could have fixed nothing. it. They never right. fixed it. Why do they never fix potholes in New York? So you run over it in your BMW and you bend up a twelve hundred dollar wheel. They've yeah. spent nothing on the infrastructure because they know. It doesn't matter anyway, because yeah. they, they know this black star and the earth. Is, they sunk all the money underground, and they plan on staying under there for many years, and then restructure when they come back up on the surface. Jen, I got a tech question from Hobo Sermons in the audience asking if a ham radio will continue to work after these events. It's difficulty now because of the interference of the black star, but ham radio will work as soon as that electromagnetic emitter jettisons out so the ham radio will definitely be a, a source of communication from 2027 onward so that interference is going to last for what is that four years yes so when they talk about the solar minimum the solar's output is being influenced by the electromagnetic emitter so there's no way for these. What are these millennials going to do then, Jet? They're not going to make it. <laughs> most, most what we, what, what's going to happen with these millennials and these these dumb kids, where we have an entire generation who think they can get rich by doing nothing? <laughs> what's going to happen to them? Well, no, they're uh, you know they're so strong because they're so concerned about all the different genders. So well, the metaverse much. will be there. The metaverse. That's it. They'll be you great. Know? You know, look, you guys are smart enough to see how they've designed this narrative to cripple people, to get everyone dependent, to get everyone weak minded. No one is spiritual anymore. There's no community anymore. Yeah. The, the, the gender confusion, this is all by plan. They want to maximize and leverage this event so that no one survives or very few survive. And, and Jet, you know, I know this is probably. That's why they have all the seed vaults. Yeah. Do you, the show's got to end. I'm sorry. You know, I know I'm getting kind of into it, so forgive me. But I've always thought that the answer might be spiritual as much as it is scientific. I mean, what are your thoughts on that real quick? Yes, it's all spiritual, and it, it gets even more bizarre. We, I, I have these discussions with private groups, but I'm, I'm so busy. Uh, I've tried to help uh, these groups on Discord um, over the years. But there's an electromagnetic... Uh, signals that come from the sun. There's data attached to all these frequencies. There's a particular data that's uh, frequency data attached streaming from the sun that interacts with our DNA. Yeah. What happens is these ancient books that Alexander the Great and these these global leaders, uh, these secret libraries that were whisked off away, a lot of it are locked in vaults. The Vatican has a lot of these ancient books and uh, this knowledge is to only certain uh, sororities or fraternities. There was an event that happened I'll talk about next week that shows there's electromagnetic frequency that comes from the sun that interacts with our DNA that keeps us human, literally keeps us human. If that signal stops or is weakening or waning, you're going to see people turn from a standard human viewpoint turning animalistic. And we can scientifically prove it. And it happened in the past. It is scary stuff, man. 
it's all about spirituality and maintaining this connection, this frequency to the emitter of this electromagnetic energy coming from counter space. Ancient texts might refer to you know, that realm being a heaven or a, a God or source or creator. That's real. Mm-hmm. We know this scientifically. There, there is an intelligent source from counter space that stabilizes earth, organic human, plant, and animal. There's signaling coming from our sun. If that gets interrupted or disrupted, humans literally overnight can turn animalistic. And we have those dynamics that are in play right now. Unbelievable. You combine that with the GMO foods and everything else. Yes, and the gut biome and the oh, yeah. the signaling and and, and <clears throat> what are, what are these these pharmaceutical approaches? I won't use that name that starts with a V. Oh, you could. They, you they can, for now. Two plus years. They contain graphene oxide. Yes. And dots that will affect the electro the magnetic field of the earth being affected by the electromagnetic you have that material inside coursing through your veins can you imagine what's going to happen when this electromagnetic emitter gets jolted out of our solar system and the earth will tilt we won't have a polar shift but the earth will tilt up to probably 30 degrees for a period of four to five days and then it'll snap back to its location all that electromagnetic energy will also affect anyone that has injected in them magnetic material. One of my buddies uh, texted me. He's on the East Coast two, three days ago. He said, hey, is the sun still out where you are? I said, yeah. He says, you know, I swear it moved several degrees over today. Now, is that is that kind of thing happening in real time where the sun can move three or four or five, ten degrees in like a day or two? Uh, the physics it, is absolutely uh Yes, even though atomic theory would say no, but atomic theory was a psyop. Hmm. And their chief spokesman was Einstein. He was a fraud. You should know that by now. He just stole intellectual property left and right. He was propped up. Uh, it's a long story. See, all the ones that knew field theory, Tesla and Steinmetz and Heaviside, hmm. Buckminster Fuller, Royal Raymond Rife. How come at their death, all of their labs and technology were stormed and confiscated by the Department of Energy? Well, Rife's was actually, his lab was burned up. But actually, I have a uh, arbitrary waveform emitter, and I have uh, frequencies programmed in based on that. Well, yeah, very good point, Jet. Very good point. I mean, if these men had harmless uh, lies or just misinformation, they'd be laughed and scorned, and their labs and their work would be just left alone. But no, their labs, work, everything were destroyed. These men died impoverished. So that is correct. Jet and Cowboy, thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. Uh, Folks, we'll have Jet back on on Tuesday, so keep it locked and loaded here. Enjoy your day, and tomorrow we have uh, Velas and Harley. And with that being said, uh, we're over and out.